2: You are here from Mother Folklore. We are going to cue this up. Can you please hit the intro music? It's catchy, isn't it? From Headstuff Studios in Dublin and live Factory Falchuk of Mother Folklore, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I'm Padraig Wavonik. Will you please join me in welcoming our panel for this evening? She is the most Kerry thing since Michael Healy Ray's hat. Put your hands together for Emer Duffy! <laughs> The best thing to come out of County Leash since Fionn McCool, our legal eagle, our feminine fucking spur, Garadine McAvoy! <laughs> and Lisa Cohen described him as Ireland's favourite public intellectual. Fintan O'Toole described him as, who? <laughs> Fresh from the Koh Cup 2019, Zaga boys all over the place, absolute cornage, Derek O'Shea!
3: together. No one wants to sit near Dara. Yeah.
4: Oh,
2: it's like Zaga all over again.
3: These Aww. two empty seats represent the treatment of the Irish language by the state. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's for our fallen homies that are still in Thailand creating absolute carnage.
5: <laughs> Is that where they are? They're they right are, there. yeah. It's definitely, yeah.
4: Thailand.
2: You should, you should um, unclip the mic.
3: Just hold yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: Can't do it, Todd. Help.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, got it, I got it, I got it. You got
3: loop it around. You gotta loop it around and then yeah.
2: This is all getting cut from the podcast.
4: <laughs> Every this, single second. It's, yeah. it's all gone.
2: That's it. Welcome to three minutes of trying to get the mics.
4: <laughs> this is how we
3: normally start. Hands. You guys
5: don't hear it. Our producer's brilliant. <laughs> Lads, yeah.
3: We're at the Irish Passport only mighty.
5: Yeah, it was so, great. Yeah. I hope you're so, ready for an anti climax because that's why we're here. What are we talking
4: <laughs> we're gonna about? Like, we're going to talk about
3: binging on television.
4: <laughs> like, we're going to talk smack, but um, thank you, everyone, for coming, by the way. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's great to see everyone. My mom is in the crowd, but I'm not going to identify her. Um, She's she, identify will be, herself, yes! she will be the one, um, you will notice when I accidentally yeah. say fuck, she will be the one that'll go, what? Well, she didn't get that from me. She got that from her father. <laughs> <laughs> No, I wasn't. Uh, sorry, me Acc- now, so. accidentally? Yeah. yeah ac- ac- we're going to tell her accidentally. She oh, doesn't sorry. listen to the podcast. Oh, okay, okay, fine. She doesn't she listen to the podcast. so She doesn't know podcast. what I'm like.
2: <laughs> so as Derek said, we're going to talk about binging on TV shows today.
3: Specifically, we're going to talk about the fact that, you know, as we all know, Hollywood is run out of ideas. Yes, it's terrible, but you know it just happens. You know when you kind of run things like that. William Goldman, the author of *The Princess Bride* and uh, *Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid*, referred to a concept called "development hell" when a a really good film idea had been greenlit for production, but then that associate producer was fired for another failure, a different film. So the really good film was parked, and the person who replaced that guy in the studio said, "Well, if I produce this film, the old guy will get all the credit." If, if it goes well, the old guy get all the credit. If it goes badly, I'll get all the blame. I'm not going to do it. So lots of good ideas are just congested in d- development hell for ages, and it's a it's an inefficient and horrible system. But
2: plus, it's it's just easier to do a fucking remake.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's easy like to it's do a remake. Easy. And you know what? They have these things called comic books now.
2: Yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. Ah.
3: Oh, uh, I heard. Uh, yeah. Uh. But yeah. But if. I'm just thinking, because now that Succession is, is on temporary hiatus and that Game of Thrones is finished, there's an they appetite. They stopped
4: making Shrek.
3: And they stop making the Shrek films. There's they're going
2: to appa- remake Shrek. In a remake Shrek 1.
4: Do
5: you think you could remake Shrek 1? Yeah, absolutely, They yeah. remade The Lion King. They're going to fucking remake Shrek. Like, it's going to be awful. They're going to well, do like, a live, like, like, they did with Sonic and it's going to be weird with the teeth. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> what they're going
4: to do. Yeah, what
2: was the fucking deal with that Sonic thing? Sorry, that was so weird.
5: Like the new one's cute. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cute,
2: yeah.
3: But
5: like the other one, nightmares. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck no. Is yeah. what you see at the end it's, of your game. It's bit like,
3: one was one was a Gronno? Oh,
5: segue. This is a
2: great segue. That's no. content.
3: <laughs> That's where we're setting the bar for jokes tonight. Yeah, <laughs> look. It's that low. Look, if he's, if he's like sophisticated jokes. You shouldn't be here. <laughs> like we give you your money back. Maybe a podcast with the Irish language. No, no, we're
5: not giving them the okay. money back. You
4: guys yeah, are, not, not. Not. We haven't. <laughs> that was a
5: jest.
3: Okay. There are
2: no refunds. Lock the doors.
3: <laughs> so what I was, what I was thinking anyway was that for those producers looking for new ideas for you know stories that we can really get our teeth into in net movies or similar, you know. Anyone know the net movie's reference we're talking about? It. It's our most popular episode ever. Nobody feel my it. mother is in the audience. She hasn't listened to it. Yeah. Well, well, I E-mer's, was all...
2: Emer's mother doesn't know that we live read the Google translation of a porno.
5: <laughs> well, now she fucking does. Alright, now she does. Sorry.
2: So don't tell her. Sorry,
5: which which Emer purchased? Like it was <laughs> you that purchased
2: it. <laughs> it's Maybe. on your Amazon history.
4: <laughs> I was the one that volunteered to download the book. Volunteered. Uh, it was on um, Amazon, so you could get it on a Kindle. So I paid 99 cent for a Colossia threesome mm. Gaelga. Money
2: well spent.
4: <laughs> and then was really scared for a very long time in case Amazon posted a receipt to my house. <laughs> <laughs> because my address is my mom's house. And here we are
5: now. Thanks. So, yeah. I know you like that one later, Phil? Uh, <laughs> She's blocking her ears. There. Sorry, doesn't know.
2: So, just, no. Sorry so we much. are we are taking over uh, internet streaming service NetMovies for one night only, and we are going to resurrect some ideas from development hell, from yeah. Irish mythology and from Irish literature, and indeed from Irish history. Mm-hmm. And of course, we'll welcome all of your ideas at the end. We'll have a, more than enough time for questions and the likes. But uh, podcast ad. What made you think of this?
3: It occurred to me, you know, that, that there were was, was some great stories that, you know, people could really get their teeth into. You know, maybe people are fed up of hearing about, you know, um, drug-dealing chemistry teachers, and they're fed up of, of, of suburban mob bosses, and they're fed up of, you know, um, uh, hipster prisoners in a women's prison. And
4: I have to ask this every episode, but can we be done for defamation? Yes. <laughs> All right, Grant.
3: Look, this, is, this is Garrardine earning
2: her salts now. This is the reason we bring her on the podcast. So it, it Was that defamatory, a... Garrardine? <laughs>
3: sure, sure, look at you. No, know, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And the important thing is... Yes, that...
5: a known defence to defamation. <laughs> it is what it is.
3: <laughs>
5: no violent. this is what we're remaking, isn't it? It is what it is.
3: <laughs> I would refer you to Mother Folklore versus <laughs> Leely Ray. It's 15... <laughs> In the court records, okay. Which
5: we lost very Yeah, I can't very comment painfully.
3: on an ongoing court game. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, so, so we're going to go, we're going to basically have a look at the disappointment that was. Um, I'm not going to mention the names of any particular. Okay. <laughs> game of Thrones.
3: Look, there's there was, there was, there was a particular show that was shot in my beloved Antrim, which uh, ended badly. And I think a lot of people who, who committed emotionally to Game of Thrones. You know, it was, was Shrek, wasn't
4: we're
2: it? We're
3: disappointed by the ending. And,
2: was you know. anybody here disappointed by the ending to Game of Thrones?
4: No spoilers. No yeah. spoilers. It ends.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they win the Game of Thrones. Who
3: got the throne? All of yeah, them. Exactly. So they have it. So it occurred to me, you know, that say, a big thing there, an issue there was that your man was writing his books at the same time as they were writing the television series. And then there was different issues confronting him, at considering his literary legacy, than there were actually the producers, thinking, you know, everyone loves Braun, let's put Braun in more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I
2: think um, yeah. your man out Robson and Jerome did a tremendous job.
3: I thought the guy from Robson and Jerome did a very good job indeed, and and your one from Remain, who was a maid in the rains of the Day was also very yeah. spooky when she was carrying a glass of wine and looking at King's Landing like it, she didn't like it. Did I, I have no idea. What's going no on. idea. Yeah. That's the worst.
4: like Not do.
3: <laughs> so anyway, make motherfucker
4: so. relevant again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Listen, so the big, the big issue here is that there are completed stories, stories that have beginnings, middles, and endings. And they're out there, and they're in Irish history, mythology, and literature. And perhaps, if you go back far back... Yeah, I'm going to
2: go, I'm gonna go really fucking far back.
3: I'm going to go way,
2: way, way back. Because basically, one of the biggest issues with Game of Thrones, as you rightly say, was uh, George R. R. Martin was still writing the books. And Benioff and Vice, the producers, they basically ran out of storyline. So they had to start writing their own really, really cliched... Hollywood storybook kind of ending to Game of Thrones, while Martin hadn't written the book, so they were preempting the end of it. So,
5: so uh, for somebody that doesn't know, they started making the films when they were only at the Order of the Phoenix, and then in the end, Harry <laughs> and Hermione got together. Yeah,
2: basically. Okay. Yeah, got 100%. it. I'm on board. 100%. I got it. Okay, yeah. got it. continue. And like, you don't even realise that Neville Longbottom is the actual real hero of the whole thing all yeah. along. Yeah.
5: Okay. So on board. Yeah. Yes. Great. And then okay, so actually gets
4: really good looking at the end. Really
2: well, he happy. does. Yeah. He does. That's yeah. shocking. That was anyway. an
4: incredible. Yeah, um, anyway.
2: Good on you, Nev.
5: That's, that's the cool. chosen one right that's there. A, yeah, that's a, yeah. <laughs> that was a Harry Potter yeah. joke.
3: <laughs> that's a fucking glow up. Yeah. It wasn't shocking for the rest of us late bloomers. <laughs> And Derek is a really, really,
4: really, really, really late bloomer. Yeah, He's he's, he's
2: (laughs) he's expecting to bloom in about six years.
4: (laughs) Oh, it's fine. He's an
2: award-winning author. I can say this.
4: Patter's still waiting for his pension and his glow up. Like it's all going to come at one time.
2: I will never bloom. That's just, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I've accepted that. Um, I, so I'm going way back to a story that was written, probably written down for the first time about 600 AD uh, mm-hmm. and recorded orally since 300 AD. And it's set around mm-hmm. about the time of, of Christ. I'm <gasps> going back to the Thorn Bokulne.
3: Would it be fair to say... The Cantal Raid yeah. of Anton. On Thorn. Well, known to a point, but not well known to a point. Yeah. And would it be fair to say this story could possibly be served two, three ways?
2: It could probably be served a million ways. Okay. Probably like 10, 11 different ways. Basically, what I want to do is I want to milk the shit out of this. How many seasons did we get out of Game of Thrones? we got seven seasons. How many
4: Harry Potter movies were there? Uh, a Eight? Eight, thank Too you. Too many,
5: also. <laughs>
2: thank you, nerds.
4: I like appreciate somewhere that. between four and one million.
2: Yeah, some, somewhere between that. I want to get 11 fucking seasons out of uh, yes. the time. Yes. Because the time is the story of an argument over cows. Um, to put it bluntly, um, Eimear's nodding along, going, yes, yes, I hate when that happens. Uh, and what we want to do is we want to go back to what are called the at the prologues, because the town is a very, very short story. It's about the army of Connacht come to attack Ulster. Cúchulain tries to stop them. He doesn't, but he kills some fuckers along the way in the most epic ways possible. And they, eventu- and they end up stealing the cow.
5: Brilliant. I just want to say that the, the net net movies the net movies yeah. uh, synopsis is going to be an argument over a cow who was violent like that's yeah. going to be it like
2: it, yeah <laughs> 11 seasons yeah. <laughs> are you still watching title? the time <laughs> uh, so but the rave scales are brilliant because they they, they tell the story of Cucullin of you know Noted dog murderer and fuck
4: boy, Cuchullin. From
5: Tara, the dog, the Tara was. That's the dog. Yeah, yeah
4: yes, yes, yes. Yes. that's So it. basically, Padder wants to kill Tara. Well, I'm
2: going to give Tara a different role in this one. All right, good. Okay. Because Tara's you, in, you're you, in, you're in, you're in my, net, you're in my net movies series. You are. Tara's going to play Queen Maeve. Woo! Yes. Because there's nobody oh. better than Tara Flynn to play Queen Maeve. Because one of the prologues, and this is basically, I'm going to thread these stories through each other interminably, people are going to get so fucking bored of this by about season six. I
3: hear. <laughs>
2: like, there won't, there won't even be a cow. A cow won't feature until season ten. <laughs> we, won't, we, won't, we will not see a bovine animal until the, the, the denouement of the series. It will be after the climax and in the, in the sort of the, 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 the tail end, as we look at the, the, the wind down of Thonbo But at the very, very start, Queen Maeve and her husband, King Alil, Who was like her her third husband? Oh, they're in bed. Boss bitch. Yeah,
4: they're in bed. It's the pillow talk. It's the pillow talk. Yes, yes, that's one of my prologues. Brilliant. So Alil turns around.
2: Alil turns around and he says, There's an old proverb, uh, you know, isn't it well for the wife of a wealthy husband? And Maeve just goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what the fuck would you know about that?
4: Yeah.
2: (laughs) So they count up all their wealth and it turns out they're dead even, except for the fact that Alil has this really, really class brown bull. Really, really very good. Oh, White Bull. Sorry, White Bull. The Fionniver. He's got this White Bull, the White Bull of Crochen, and, and he owns that. And that's basically it. They're dead level except for that. So she says, I need, I need a bull. I need a bull. I need to get my hands on a bull. Are you and need Tara. You yeah. Yeah. Tara, yeah. you need a bull. Yeah. Tara, who would you like to play your husband in this movie? Because I was thinking Liam Cunningham. That'll do. That'll do. Yeah, yeah grand. But, uh, yeah. Excellent. So anyway, they need to would get a bull. Would it
5: not be a Hemsworth brother? No, that's the cows? No, the bulls? The bulls? The Hemsworth brothers play the cows. Beforehand. Right.
2: (laughs) Actually, I was kind of thinking of doing the social network on it and have Army Hammer play both bulls.
5: Yes. Yes. So on board for that. Yes. But only pay him for the one because, you know.
2: Yeah, of course. Jesus Christ. We're not made any money here. We're not net movies, oh for God's sake. Um, so anyway, she goes to borrow a bull from the only other ranch that can match Alil's wealth, uh, the Brown Bull of Cooley. So she goes over to Dara, the smith of Cooley. She's going to borrow your bull. She sends messengers, and the messengers go along. This is at the end of, like, season three. We've, got, we've taken a long time to get here. They, um, it's like, oh, come on, like, Game of Thrones wasn't that fucking boring, like, at the start. It's, what I love about Game of Thrones is it took them an entire year to get from the north to King's Landing right, in the first two seasons, they were all walking to King's Landing. And then by season seven, it was taking two episodes. It's like in a video game, when you unlock fast travel. It was like, yeah, oh no, King's Landing, it's no problem, you just press X. You can skip, the, you can skip one and a half fucking seasons of this the show. The King's
3: Landing Express was finally delivered.
2: <laughs> Platform 13 and a half in, in Winterfell. Um, so they go over, the, she sends the messengers, and they say, can we, can we rent your brown bull for a year? because that'll make me even with my husband, which is incredibly important to me. And Dara says, yeah, okay, that's a fair price. We'll rent the bull, that's no problem. And then the messengers who get drunk say, oh, just as well you agreed, because we would have fucked you up and taken your bull. And he says, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. So he refuses to give them the bull. So Maeve has to send an army. And like, she puts this curse on the men of Connacht Yes, yes, yes,
5: yes. yes I'm in you like this? You yeah, like this? Don't yes, yes, that, yes, yes, yes. I like it up on my Netflix. Net movies, gives, Sorry. Yeah,
3: net movies, They won't sure. win the All Ireland until all of them are dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: it's actually, Where is the football team coming into this? Like, when did the gas start? Like, it didn't start when Christ was <laughs> season around. Two, like, season two, there season two. It was <laughs> their season two.
2: No, it did. I believe he was quite good across crosses.
3: Oh. oh sorry too soon I didn't like that podcast. This not podcast, a 2,000 one. years <laughs>
2: lads Jesus Christ sorry
4: <laughs> I love so, how like anybody listening to this afterwards will not be able to see the face I just pulled at you like because this is not a visual medium it's, but, not, like,
2: <laughs> it's not a visual medium thank God thank uh, God Anyway, so she sends an army over, and in order to wipe out any resistance, while well, she sees the bull, she gets a witch woman to put a curse on the men of Ulster, and basically, basically gives them period cramps.
5: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes! I'm so into this. Yes, yes. and yes. so
2: they suffer period cramps. Can there means... be like a
5: parody episode where it's like a, a commentary on modern day, like gender pay gap? The whole thing yes. is Love a the whole
2: thing is a commentary yeah. on yes. the gender pay yes.
5: gap. Yes, so into that
2: <laughs> for eleven seasons. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. Oh, is.
5: the men on the anyway, internet will hate us. I love it. <laughs> the
2: only, the only person who can stand in their way is Cúchulainn because Cúchulainn wasn't born in Ulster. He was born south of Ulster. He was born in the kingdom of Aureola in County Louth. So he's not from Ulster. So he doesn't suffer the period cramp. So he's able to to come now. Cúchulainn, Barry Keoghan. Yeah, Barry Keoghan.
4: Yeah, yeah. Right?
2: Until he goes into his warp spasm, his it. And when Cacullo went into his warfare, it was like Serious Hulk. Like, he would, he, would go, he would go big. One shoulder go higher than the other. One eye would sink back into his head. Another one would pop out and drop down to his cheek. His jaw would come out and jut out to one side. Oh, my God, it's Mr. His T. His arms would... No, it's um, Tom Hardy. Okay. <laughs> Tom Hardy, yeah, Tom, I was Hardy. Hoping for a Tom Mr. Hardy, yeah, yeah I'm like down Tom with that. that. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. So Tom Hardy is Kukulin in action. Barry Keoghan <laughs> is Kukulin Out action. but we have to go back to the prologue, the dog murder. We have to go back to him learning everything he learned off women. But like, he learned everything, yes. everything, yes. Off women.
4: just to stress, Tom Hardy has his shirt off always oh, the whole time, Class. the right, entire okay. time, hey, yeah, Grant. the
2: entire time. In fact, I'm thinking this is net mo- Netflix net movies, net movies, net, net movies. So I'm thinking Full Frontal. I'm thinking about two seasons Quick of Tom Hardy's Quick reminder that my ditch. mother
4: is in the audience.
2: <laughs> what do you Sorry, say, Phil?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's nodding enthusiastically to the idea of two seasons of Tom Hardy's penis. <laughs>
0: Fuck
2: um, you.
3: <laughs> this is a fine podcast that Irish had once.
2: <laughs> okay. anyway, anyway, after 11 seasons, um, it wraps up. Um, Kukulin, uh has to kill his foster father with a spear that he throws with his foot. Um, that's in season 7 and then in season 11 they finally manage to capture the bull and the two bulls kill each other and we learn nothing (laughs) (laughs) and it's still better than Game of Thrones
3: I'll say yeah on time option it but there's another there's another way with this this same material you know the same way sometimes a a book is filmed two different ways and it's completely different Imer there's more than one story in the tonne
4: there is. Um, I kind of had my idea like all set what I was going to do but now that I mentioned Shrek I'm like shit
5: how can I work Shrek into this but I don't think I can so I
4: think it's too late so I think I just have to talk about Gossip
5: Girl. Fair, yes. 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 I okay. will regularly go back to Gossip Girl on net movies. Net movies. Um, just to watch even though I know it's terrible and toxic but like oh, I love it so much. It's, it's so bad that it's good. Like, it's like, class. I'm assuming for the youths these days it's like Riverdale that show that's just like, fucking insanely bad. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah. Someone so, groaned so bad in the back there, there,
2: yeah. like <laughs> That was an impressive groan.
4: Yeah. I, I don't yeah. Know all it was. the way up here. Like, it was yeah. way back there. <laughs> um, so my favourite thing about Gossip Girl was...
5: Chuck Bass. No, oh, yeah. sorry. yeah, But ah, also, so yeah. so problematic. So problematic. But anyway, go on. Was that the uh, guy with the curly hair? No, no. no that I'm was one to, that the one with the cravat and like the really, really oh, no, problematic They all had kind of curly hair though, didn't yeah. they? No, the, no, Nate didn't have curly Nate I, had the straight hair. Nate had the lip problem. Sorry. Yeah. I was just, sorry. <laughs> it's just a recap show of Gossip Girl. <laughs> I mean, they were all arseholes. Oh, yeah. All but like, there was a like chief arsehole. Like, oh, okay. this is arsehole number one. Like, yeah. Fair? Yeah. The original, the original Yeah, yeah, like, oh, What a ride. Yeah. Like, Put that
4: on my time, tombstone. Like,
5: Causing
4: <laughs> absolute carnage in the Upper East Side. <laughs> Pretty much. Wall to wall,
2: wall to wall Westchester boys. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely sending it.
4: Sending it. Sending it. <laughs>
5: I forgot what I was oh, saying. Oh, there was. some
3: horseplay
4: in the tone
5: now? Oh, it's just the most horseplay you've ever seen. Just horseplay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I saying, lads? That's
4: Gossip art. Girl. Gossip Girl. Yeah, Put sorry. My favourite bit about Gossip Girl was um, they started getting like all these absolutely shocking reviews um, after like the first like season or whatever. And like all these publications, like these big publications were like, it's shit. So then they were like, Do you know what, this is class? And they just started using all these like really shit reviews, being like, The New York Times thinks we're terrible and a plague on society. Watch us. <laughs> and it worked like it absolutely worked because how many seasons did Gossip Girl go on for? Like millions.
5: <laughs> yeah, they had like it was like uh, that. One of the reviews was like, "Don't show this to your children." And they were like, yes. "Don't show this to your children." Five stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love that. Take something negative, make it positive. Yeah, and <laughs>
4: it's like two half-naked, like really rich upper Siders just yeah. like shifting in a corner and I was talking it. about their rich people problems. Which, yeah, oh, great, I yeah. love when I have just so many rich people problems. But basically, it was kind of like this scathing view on society is kind of what Gossip Girl would be if you were like. A woke lad that studied in a certain upper class university in the south side of the city. Sorry, he's not um,
5: woke. Like, if you're talking about yeah. Dan, he's not woke. No, okay? but like, like it, Dan's not woke. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I take back what I said about Chuck Bass. Dan, the worst character not, in it. But, but sorry, like, go on. But, um,
2: but we're not just we're not just remaking Gossip Girl.
4: No, like, no, no. We? Can we do no, that? Where,
2: where, are we, where are we putting this?
4: <laughs> we're putting this kind of around the town. Yes. Like we're not going to include any any bulls because I don't think there's much like. Dry stock in the upper east side. The
2: bulls are dead.
5: <laughs> so is it in oh. the upper east side? Then are you putting the tawn in the upper east side, or are you putting Gossip Girl in the town? Like,
3: well, Northern which? Ireland is the upper east side of Ireland.
5: You're not
4: wrong. I feel like I'm just going to change that there now. We're just the gonna upper
3: pull... east side of Ulster.
4: <laughs> Says no. <laughs>
3: Right, okay. So so we're,
4: we're talking Anton <laughs> XOXO. XOXO, yeah. Um oh we're, my god, who we're would going, be the narrator?
2: We're going way back to the wing of Emer, are we?
4: Yeah, we are. But like Kristen Bell narrated Gossip
5: Girl. So like Ruth Negga, she's got
2: a oh, lovely yes. voice. Yes. yes. She
4: yes. does have a
5: lovely voice, yeah. Actually,
4: yeah. she um, gives
2: good voice. Great voice.
5: Yeah. So
4: I mean, this is kind of one that I get a pitch to the floor because obviously everyone's seen Gossip Girl. So obviously, like, of course. obviously, um, I mean, which there's of, that one guy? There's like, no, like <laughs> you fucking have like, but, like
3: I like, only watch critically acclaimed material.
4: <laughs> his net movies is currently on his phone being like, are you still watching Gossip Girls season four, episode seven? <laughs> um, this is what I'm going to pitch to the floor in that um, which of the Upper East Side fuckboys, sorry, mom, um, would be the appropriate match for Coo Cullen? So like, Chuck. No, yeah. no, no. Sorry. no, no. no yeah. I, what do you no. mean by
5: match? Like, is in like match or is in like? Is it match? No, which like, one would be Kuculan? So Chuck, Chuck is Chuck. Coo Cullen. right? Got it. Okay, yeah. Are we gonna go with that one? We're gonna go with that one. Nate. Nate. Somebody thinks Nate. He yeah. was a posh boy
4: though, That's but how I like left as feels. if they were not posh boy.
5: Like Nate is yeah. just, Nate is just eye candy. Like he's just okay, a okay, nothing okay, character. Right. He, he had like Nate, a Justin it, Bieber haircut. He's a cool.
2: I don't. I don't know if we can rule out Cullen being a posh boy. He was literally the son of a god.
5: That's yeah,
4: true. Yeah. Yeah. They're, but but like, they're
5: Sorry. They're I mean, all. That's a
2: lot boys. better. That's yeah, a lot a better than being the son boy. of an investment banker with KBC. Like it's just. It's. That's. It's... My
4: daddy works for KPMG. <laughs> yeah. If we all remember that one. Dot. No, Dodd, no, My dad. We've
2: never seen anything no. like that at all.
4: <laughs> um, so obviously, Cullen was um, uh, not um, faithful.
5: Oh, that's Chuck then. Chuck. Yeah, no, Chuck. Chuck. Fair.
4: Okay, Chuck. yeah. Yeah. Got that. Chuck. So yes. like that's why I think it should be a bit of Chuck. A
5: hurler. <laughs> on, yeah. On baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, at the same yeah. right. I will I not fight. stand for this culture bashing, because that's what they <laughs> think. We we put, uh, hurling <laughs> oh, like so. played Hurling in Dublin too. Oh, you played Hurling in Dublin too, did you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Garrodine, he was a dog murdering fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so we've got we've, we've, we've basically we have we've got we've got, we've got the town. Is is Game of Thrones, the wing of Emer is gossip. Yes, Girl. sorry.
4: Yes, the whole idea of um, Gossip Girl being that kind of um, inward look on like society, and it was the story that was being told, and like telling all these people who like wouldn't possibly understand this life that this lifestyle that's being lived by like these kind of elite people is kind of what you get when you read early Irish literature, in that obviously. Um, in that time scale, the, the plebs, the commoners, wouldn't have been um, literate. They wouldn't have been able to read. So how would you learn about the law? How would you learn about how society would function? How would you learn about anything if you can't read? You'd learn it through like an oral tradition. And obviously, like, no one's going to want to sit down and be like, all right, so this law about the bees is that if you're bee sting someone and it's on Don't their land... this law bashing, okay? Some of us enjoy <laughs> right?
5: sitting down you listening know? to
4: laws, okay? You're going to want to listen to a story about, like, you know, this horrific bee sting that went wrong or whatever. I'm talking about, like, the Beth Braha, I'm not just pulling bees out of somewhere here. I uh, assume there was a text. reference there. Yeah. I, know, I really but, like, did. Like, I mean, really not everybody did. knows. Like, yeah. all right? Um, <laughs> but um, so you kind of get that with um, early Irish literature. It's like how well what I would take from it is how that would have been how you know the this whole idea of like society and law and everything else would have been communicated to you know the the measly farmers um, or whatever else. So that's why I think that you could kind of transpose this idea of like Gossip Girl and this like scathing socio political commentary onto you
2: could, could make her him? a poet. Gossip Girl's a poet. Oh
4: my God, I could.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh That'd be a damn move. Gossip oh my God, Girl yes. is Absolutely. a bard.
4: Yes, because if you get something shitty written about you on the Gossip Girl you blog. Get satirized. Yeah. You, you get satirised. You get Oh,
5: class. I didn't yeah. even realize I was making that point. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're done for. Yeah. Oh, lads, that like, class. Dan Humphreys is like one step above a poet, like oh, somebody who like forces his poetry on you. Oh, uh, no. He ever. definitely has like, a mold skin where he writes his deepest thoughts
4: in his poetry in a, in a coffee thousand
5: shop thousand with a his nine. MacBook sorry, and he pretends so to be working class. My wow. favorite scene from Gossip Girl ever is you know that when Hilary Duff is randomly in it for a while? Like, sorry. I've watched this a lot. <laughs> and like, Dan is just like on his laptop, like typing to Hilary Duff like in the middle of the street yes I was thinking that and he's on like the tiny little and, notebook like, laptop on
4: like a bollard yes. <laughs> like, oh, that's it like, imagine so walking stupid. down the street in New York now and there's some prick with a jumped up haircut and he's on like a little I a guess. little like notebook like the really tiny like the minuscule little laptop on a bollard and he's just typing how but, did like, we not know blogging.
2: I'm going to blog about this so hard
4: like surely he had a Blackberry at that stage <laughs>
5: That's like, this was like
0: 2000
5: and maybe 7 where was he getting Wi-Fi? wifi like, anyway, that's what I thought when I watched
4: that 1st like where is he getting the Wi-Fi from he's not hotspot and he's not just, dirty, he t- typing up a draft for gossip girl
2: so that's gossip girl
4: yes oh my god and is going to be so, yeah. a poet gossip girl is a satirist amazing
2: yeah we've done it
4: yeah. we've done it a female we, poet as well it. I mean yeah. I could talk about this for years but we've I can't because we only have a certain time limit we've done it <laughs> yeah we've done it we're done right okay I'm done goodbye we've done it, done. it.
6: This episode is sponsored by Ferris Ngwelga, who are celebrating 20 years of promoting the Irish language, Feha Blien Language is about communication, and communication unites communities. So, community is at the heart of Ferris Ngwelga. na Ngwelga creates a network of community based Irish language development officers throughout the island of Ireland to support and promote Irish, Eg like Level at community level. Through the language planning process, Ferris na is responsible for developing five Irish language network communities and 13 Gaeiltox service towns, as well as other government initiatives. Ferris na also funds Guelga la an initiative in townlands such as Clondalkin, Caranthucar, Lochray, Ennis and Belfast. That's in addition to Ferris na supporting Irish language officers in communities all over the island of Ireland. Check out the great new words created over the past twenty years by the terminology wizards over on Ferris Neguelga's Instagram handle, at Ferris Neguelga. Ferris Neguelga celebrating twenty years. Isi ar It's our language.
3: So there's a couple of approaches we could take to Anton. So I was going to think of jumping forward a few, a few centuries forward. Millennia, maybe millennia or, t- or a- almost more. I want to take you all to a city that is... Cork? A city that Cork. is... Is it Cork? Trembling no, at basically Cork. in, in terror like and at, the, at the madness in the island next to it. Cork.
2: Sounds like Cork. Over, Derek's going
3: to swing dig. Overrun by property developers.
2: Oh, it's not Cork.
4: No. <laughs> Cork.
3: So the, currently the, at the, at the, the British centre of power is being dominated by pure madness... The city of Dublin is overrun by crazy property developers. Crime is shocking. Rents are bad. Oh. It is Georgian Dublin.
5: Ooh. Ooh. You okay. had us there, Dad. We thought it was nowadays. Yeah. yeah.
2: It, I see what you did there. Yeah, you really you had us until the, the last second. With the property developers
3: and the rent. So basically, yeah. <laughs> and the Did stuff, you get it? And the crime. Did you get it too? <laughs> so it's...
5: Problems, I mean, the UK. Sorry, we forgot that one. The Problems, the UK. Go on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's trying to say that Boris Johnson is a bit like Mad King George. It's very clever.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we are really interested. Please continue. Don't leave us okay. now.
3: <laughs> so the the period of the, the four Georges in a row during that sort of period from the kind of about 17, 15, 17, 20 to 1830 in Ireland was... Was a, was a period when when Dublin, as we kind of know it now, largely took shape. An awful lot of the the streets that we that that we kind of know and recognise as being very associated as being very specifically Dublin happened at this time, and it was also a time when some um, some of the some very significant minds, such as some very significant minds, happened to kind of emerge from this place. And and it, it when you consider that it kind of a uh, came to an end with the Act of Union and everything else that happened in Ireland in the 19th century. It just strikes me as very interesting that the greatest satirist in the history of the world and one of the the finest, which is obviously Dean Swift, and then... Oh,
2: I thought you meant Oliver Callan. Huh? I thought you meant Oliver Callan.
5: No one has ever said that about Oliver
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well... But he does the voices
4: really well. Once more, I need to bring it back. Is this defamation and can we be (laughs) done for it? Look, Again, I'm yes. the only person that's scared of this on this podcast. Yes. No, no, we're D all Swift. we're all
5: very scared of this. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: laughs> so Jonathan Swift, the greatest satirist Jonathan, of all time. Jonathan of Swift,
3: time. Uh, and very interested in mental health, as a matter of fact. In his will, he left uh, a portion of his vast wealth to create a um, a, a centre for um, what would have been at the time called a lunatic asylum.
2: It's still for with us. Double, it's for still, there. Saint it's still there. St. Patrick's Mental Health Services behind Dr. Stevens' and hospital. And
3: he added a line in which he said that if he had more money he would have put a roof over the city Should so yeah to stop the rain so or not, to keep no, the no, not out that, right. not that no, not no, that woke it's and cheaper health, than building really. an
2: asylum if you just
4: put,
3: put a roof over it. Dublin okay. yeah. I was
4: thinking but, but okay. four walls and a roof and just box all the dubs in to, to be fair right that's,
3: but compared to his he was very into like.
4: mental health
2: it's a bit rich coming from the guy who was buried standing up because he didn't want to get washed away in case of an emergency flood
5: Rain. Sorry, it's rain, it's That's what he was talking about.
4: It wasn't, it was rain. Surely, right, the roof. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. on yeah, St. Patrick's. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So this, I'm taking it way off key here a second. Like, sorry, Derek. A friend of mine used to be a tour guide in St. Patrick's and he was bringing me through one time and he was telling me like how, you know, your man was buried standing up. And I kind of looked at him in horror and I'm like, at any point in history has anybody heard crumbling? Because gravity is going to take its effect at some point. Like <laughs> yeah, he's not standing <clears throat> anymore. Like that lad's not yeah. standing anymore. He's squatting.
2: <laughs> he's squatting yeah, in the coffin yeah. right now yeah. Like, but, yeah
5: that's nasty anyway he also
2: used to get wheeled around on a mobile pulpit
5: who is anybody, this guy Come, if, is this what your next yeah, movie Jonathan, Swifty. is about? Swifty yeah. Jonathan
2: Swift Swifty oh, wow. he used to get wheeled around by his assistant on a mobile pulpit and basically what he would do is he'd be given these four hour sermons mm. and if anybody fell asleep he'd make his assistant wheel him over next to them so that he could roar at them and I, wake them up oh my god we should do that with the podcast yeah
4: Sure. Oh, my God, we should put Derek on a wheelie podium.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. But Did you
4: hear
5: about Jonathan Swift? <laughs> right into their uh, face.
2: Does anybody listen to our podcast to fall
4: asleep? Because
5: fuck you, wake up! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jesus Christ, before we interrupt Sorry, yeah, yeah, anymore.
3: Sorry, yeah, it's Dublin. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, in Georgian Dublin, we have, we have this, between Dean Swift, Edmund Burke, and Wolf Tone.
2: Edmund we- Burke is being played by Professor Jordan Peters.
3: Yes, oh, no, he was. No. He was mm-hmm. the Jordan Pearson of his time in some ways. In some ways, he was encouraging. We're to go not to paying him because
4: we don't. But film that one, shit. what is very interesting but is
3: that he has been like a certain. A lot of a lot of popular Racists. a lot of popular artists in the nineties have been cancelled, but then some people from, from further back have suddenly been resurrected, such as who's the, who's that lad that, that science fiction guy? The um, Wells is it, or no?
5: L. Ron Hubbard? H- no,
3: no. H.G. Yeah. Wells. No, it's it's a bit like and there's... Yeah, but, but also a lot of people suddenly started to put it in their Twitter bios Berkian, and it basically means they're very, very, very right-wing, but oh, they wow. think they're clever.
4: When you said the science fiction guy, I was like, Doctor Who?
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, him too. Um, is Doctor Who cancelled? No, 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 uh, Doctor Who's yes. fine. Doctor Who's still fine for now. It's
5: defamation, I don't know why. <laughs> Doctor Who. but
3: but, um, but can you defame a fictional character? But... One of the things no Doctor Who fictional? Hey, hey, look. <laughs> doctor Who's Doctor Who's fine. Sorry. Don't worry about Doctor Who. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Look. No one's coming after your Doctor Who. Doctor Who's fine, you can still wear your scarf. You can still go into the phone booth.
4: <laughs> oh my god, it is! Yeah, you're right. I've oh, Doctor Who is not a real doctor.
5: I <laughs> <guess>. <laughs> what?
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that could talk to the animals.
5: <laughs> that was doolittle. He's not real, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, sorry, well, yeah, that's another
3: show Sorry, yes, <laughs> So anyway, yes.
2: George in Dublin
3: Yes. One of the things about George in Dublin and I think it's where the expression wigs and the green comes from is that duelling was very, very popular and pe- fans of Hamilton will probably know that duelling is a very big thing there it was even bigger in Ireland and that duelists in Philadelphia, New York and across the states were reading duelling reviews of what was happening in Dublin because Cornage. duelling was so big it was absolute carnage. Cornage. Absolute carnage. <laughs> so much so that Wolf Tone was expelled from Trinity for dueling. And at one point he had a dueling injury, and his doctor said that he needed to stop dueling. And he challenged his doctor to a duel.
5: Wolf Tone was a knob. The, like, sorry didn't
2: the, didn't Daniel O'Connell kill a guy in a duel and then dedicated his life to the pursuit of peace because he felt so bad about it?
4: Probably. He did. That's it sounds like a carry man thing to do.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry I killed you. I won't do it again.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That was an accent better than I could ever do anyway.
3: But um, and there was there uh, was John Philpott Curran, who's a famous barrister, and at the time they were it, libel laws, which still stand today, were introduced largely as a measure to stop dueling. But he <sighs> was he was considered yes. We don't mention the libel laws. <laughs> yeah, but at one point he was giving us uh, he was sitting while someone else was giving a very bad speech in Grattan's parliament which is where College Green green now and it was mocked so much and he he said your speech is so bad you should challenge yourself to a duel
4: (laughs) oh
5: Oh, shit. oh I'm stealing that
3: That's good. He was such a He was such an accomplished duelist that At a point he would Literally just go in And like let the other person Take the first shot And then just shoot the ground Because people just knew That he was That Curran That's was such Hamilton a Hamilton
5: reference Shoot the sky Anyone? No? No okay never mind Oh shooting no.
3: the sky Was was very American It was very yeah, motiony Shooting the motion-y. ground Was the Irish way And it
5: didn't work yeah. out well In the end To you be know? fair
2: right Shooting the sky Is fucking stupid right Because if there's no wind <laughs> That fucker's coming straight back down. Yeah. He's coming straight. Oh, fuck. Oh. Hmm.
3: <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, carry on. But, so, and then an awful lot of the, I guess, um, I suppose, it, 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 the Georgian dub was a time full of like, was of characters who, you know, and they, their diaries, the weird thing is, and I'm, I'm reading Wolf Tone's diaries and Kern's diaries and even some of Swiss ones, they read a lot like weird Twitter feeds now. There was they were full of just bitching about people and sliding into DMs in <laughs> a way. But this, you read them in, in in connection with the other correspondents. It's also
5: then a Gossip Girl, but like from George and Dublin. Yeah, like yeah, the lad, just the lads being lads. Like, well, But there was like,
3: women there too. The I mean, women like, also.
2: Horse, being lads. No, 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 Horsely. no. Wait, no, this is worse than Gossip Girl in George and Georgian Dublin. This is Entourage. Oh. You yes. remade Entourage. Yes. And then a movie
5: at the end, which is just so bad. So bad. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Can
2: we skip straight to the really
3: bad movie oh, rather than yeah. seasons someone greenlights of drivel. for
5: some reason? So oh.
2: I have to ask you, Derek, who's going to play Wolf Tone?
3: I think it's, it's only fair Wolf Tone's been played by Hosier. Sorry. Oh. How
5: what? very dare you! My husband Hosier would never.
3: <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa no. Okay. no.
2: Listen, defamation, yeah?
5: No, Hosier is, he is my husband. Sorry, that's a fact. Not def- defamation mm-hmm. at all.
2: Like, Wolf Tone used to go around uh, in a military uniform when he was in college. in Dublin, sharp on like him. 21 year old. And it's in his diaries. It's in his diaries that like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not in the military, just the chicks love it.
5: Like, and Hosier would never, never. My husband would never. Look,
3: the blue and white, it's totes. <laughs> like, we're going to start our tradition here. You know, every There's year. People tournament. in this
5: audience, you have not heard that they recording. Like Everyone's what? Heard it.
3: Everyone's heard that recording. That didn't happen.
2: Anyway. The, the, the worst thing about it is like that, that, that meme will be totally gone from popular culture by the time this is aired. <laughs>
3: nah. yeah, d-
2: gone. Such is the fleeting nature of Irish Twitter.
4: But you like, like someone from the south side is going to do something stupid again, and well, then that's a
2: guaranteed. We'll get a more guaranteed. Content. It's yeah. a guaranteed. One of their TDs will fall off a fucking swing or something. It's just, oh, it's just guaranteed. Somebody will do something dumb.
4: If this chair was a bit more spindly, i nearly fling myself off there now for the
5: crack, but I'd probably <coughs> do myself a in real injury. Who's going to play Sean O'Rourke in that remake? I just want to know. That's what I want to know.
3: That's obviously going to be one of those Martin, uh, Michael Sheen ones.
5: Michael Sheen will play Sean Michael
3: Sheen will play Sean yeah. Award. Michael, Michael Sheen will that. play all, all the parts. All the parts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michael Sean, Sheen.
5: I was injured. Sorry. I don't know. That's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Look,
3: that's obviously going to be an Olivia Coleman Michael Sheen double act. That's
2: incredible. Yeah. That. Yes. That's yes. incredible.
5: It's going to be like an I yeah. Tanya sort like remake. Like there was no reason to make that movie about yeah. the person who like literally like hobbled another person, but they made it anyway. And she got nominated for an Oscar. <laughs>
2: I can't Gary, believe they cancelled fucking Firefly And they made that movie Shipping <gasps> <gasps> forward a uh,
3: hundred years uh, Two hundred years or so Garagine. Yes
5: let's move forward uh, to 1936 Woo. Woo.
3: 1936 An exciting time for fashion
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Someone really got that
3: joke I <laughs> really
5: enjoyed that <laughs>
2: You're, like, throwing out fastballs to one
4: person out there. That's incredible. <laughs> Just, like, got the joke so hard. No one else needs <laughs> to get it. It's done.
5: So, like, at the moment, I'm on my net movies account. I'm very into, like, a show that somewhat accurately, but mostly inaccurate, depicts, say, the life and times of a certain monarch. Um, mm-hmm. Is it
2: Prince Andrew? No, he's not a monarch. No. Prince Andrew much.
5: hasn't appeared yet, and I'm fucking ready. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> he doesn't sweat, you know.
5: No, it's Does a medical it condition, the Falklands, <laughs> not defamation. Was there carnage in the Falklands? Oh, there's a lot of shit going on in the Falklands. Let's not get into that, okay? Because anyway. they're, they're about two years away from making a dramatised version of the Falklands and how it was actually grand. But anyway, yeah. abdication. That's where, so I've got a, a vision for like a lot of different episodes, and we chop and change between. So first we're at abdication. So the abdication crisis in 1936 um, was... So have you seen the King's Speech? Um, yes. Yeah, right. Great movie. But also when you're watching that movie, you should be thinking, what were the boys over in Dublin? What was Dev and the lads up to? Carnage. No, they weren't because they were in bed by nine because religion, Catholicism. <laughs>
4: Dev was too busy um, shitting on women. Also,
5: this, this is, I'm Dev was too busy shitting on women. Enter Garodin, because I got no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also,
2: can I can I just, just if this King's speech had been said in Ireland, it just would have been a movie about someone waiting three and a half years to see a speech and language therapist.
5: Oh They're yeah too real for this hour would even yeah. too real yeah. too that's real that's
2: why it wasn't said over here too
5: real anyway so you should be thinking what were the boys up to loads of crack no so 1936 it was all there was rumors going around so there's nothing in the british press about uh edward and his mrs Uh, wallace who i think probably like harshly judged because she was a woman and a bit of crack but also possibly definitely a nazi um you know but like they're fond of that over there the british royals they're they're all right with nazis like so anyway um that's not what we're talking about um abdication yeah so that was going on and the like the brits were losing their shit over it like they were like oh fuck what's gonna happen and like dev and the, the boys were like perfect opportunity so we got that treaty didn't love it weren't into it so like let's get on it let's write a constitution while the Brits are looking there we're working here it's a Kansas City shuffle that's a reference to that like almost good movie looking number seven kind of good anyway probably on net movies anyway um, so when they're at that the Brits worrying about where Edward is dipping his wick Um, (laughs) Dev and the lads are over sorry Phil the The royal wick where one is dipping one's wick (laughs) Um, so the lads are over and they're like, let's get on it. Like They were kind of thinking about a constitution for a while. So they're like, let's start writing one. So we're all familiar with the constitution, yeah? That blue book that causes all the problems, yeah? So this time last year, we did this show and I was like, "Deb was harshly judged because of that film. Well, now I'm about to do a 360 and say, "Deb was harshly judged because of that film. Here's why you should harshly judge him. So I got some notes. Um, so there was like a constitution being written and they released a draft of it and the draft was grand but there was like this clause in it that says as the clause is so it's article 41, for article 40 and uh, the preamble and they talk about equal rights of people and they say everyone's entitled to equality, blah, blah, blah and the gals were like, can we can we just pop in there without distinction as to sex? No big deal, just pop a few words, won't make that much of a difference, probably will make a difference in the lives of women and Dave was like... Ah uh, no, not doing that. No, not at all. Like absolutely no, like disadvantage doing that. Probably. I mean, who knows? The Eighth Amendment. That's who knows. Um, so
3: yeah. Played by Tom Von Lawler, obviously in this. Yeah. No, I've
5: got I've got the cast that's coming later. Oh. not Tom Von Lawler. No, <laughs> wouldn't do him dirty like that. Um, but uh, so the gals all got together and they were like, "Look, Dev, can you just pop this?" Bit into the constitution so you know we won't have a shit time and have all of those and laundries and have our reproductive rights taken away for us and our autonomy taken away for us and not be allowed to work and just generally be treated like shit and he was like thanks but we're, we're actually set we're all right we're okay so instead of debating like this major issue about equality of half the population they were like we're busy because we need to discuss in the doll." The powers of the president—it's real important, guys. Like anyone who's a long-time listener, it's not. It's not important. <laughs> it's not important. Like it's not important at all. Um, but we love Michael D. We love Michael D. We do. We
4: do. Yeah. Uh, we love Padder's impersonation of him too. We do. Big yes, up. Yes,
2: indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to thank the Motherfucklore podcast for their tremendous love of our president, Michael D. Higgins.
5: So I have a couple of characters that need representation. Okay. They need it. Okay, and the first, obviously Hannah, she's Skeffington. We're all a big fan. Yes, God, yes. Hannah's great crack. So we need her because she was totally against it. She was calling Deva fascist all around great crack. Love that for her. Um, and then we also need this lady whose name is uh, Gertrude Gaffney, whose class. Um, I read this in an academic article that I read, Karen, that I didn't take down the name for. So sorry for not referencing it. <laughs> um, I, I just didn't write it down. I can't remember why. But anyway, Gertrude. Um, so she said the Constitution was going to be the death knell of the working women, a comrade. And she also had this great quote that I want to work into it. Um, so she said Mr. De Valera has always been a reactionary where women are concerned he dislikes and distrusts us as a sex um, and his aim ever since he came into office has been to put us into what he considers our place and keep us there big up Gertrude good woman Tell us what
2: you really think, Gertie.
5: Yeah, am I right? um, And Dev was like, no, sure, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? The marriage bar, that's what went wrong. We weren't allowed to work for like, till like 1976, I think. 73. 73, yeah. So just, if you got married, you're out like. So basically at the time there was like, so this is going to be another episode, right? There's going to be another episode based on like the working person. Are we doing
2: doing, doing a mini series?
5: Oh, Mini. No, Ooh, no, it's hair. Hair. nothing really okay. about this. <laughs> this is big. This is the production value of like Chernobyl, and we're gonna have a corresponding podcast. Which, sorry, guys, I'm out. Like, I'm doing that one when that, that happens. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna present that shit. Okay, with
2: Tara
0: Flynn. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs>
5: Woo. I got you, I got you girl. Um, so yeah, that's the production value. So it's going to be several seasons. It's not just going to end when the reactor blows up like we're go- this is going to continue, right? We have
2: to deal with the fucking we fallout. Because we got to go
5: back to 1916 as well because the gals were like, here, arseholes, this isn't what we fought for in 1916. We were all with you. And Dev was like, thanks for the guns there, Countess Markovich away now which you thanks cheers good luck and she was like no I'm also cast her as well we'll get to that um in that actually I'm picturing um do you remember that like
4: weird awkward hug at the end of Harry Potter between um Draco and Voldemort
5: yeah like yeah that, weird yeah. Hug. that yeah. between no like, De- obviously Markhamid Deb wouldn't touch Deb. another woman because he had the Mike Pence attitude to women like he just wasn't going to be around them yeah no. no no um so effectively they were like the constitution is going to put us in the home and it's going to make women like only value to this society as that they're in the home. And he was like, no, it's not. Spoiler, that's what it did. And we (laughs) still have that shit. It's still, you go right up in there, look for article 41, you'll find it, our place, the kitchen. Um, And we've talked about this in the podcast before. But, um, and then also, so if the, uh, without distinction as to sex clause had been put in, I don't think that you could have feasibly worked in an eighth amendment I don't think he could have feasibly allowed the marriage bar to continue because the marriage bar was an operation at that point. Um, but all of these, like, shitty things that happened to women wouldn't have happened. And the gals were, like, a little bit too busy being treated as second-class citizens to be like, I told you so, because, you know, their autonomy was being taken away. So, like, now we can be like, I told you so, Dev.
2: But you almost make it sound like it was deliberate.
5: That's not defamation, and yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Dev was, so, like, like God, we, we, have
2: to, we have to ask you, who's in the cast? Who's cast. in this? Who's in okay, this? Yeah, Who's in this? Cast, cast
5: this. Man. Okay. So I cast one man because I only cast Dev and I don't care about the rest of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. So don't care. Um, so Hannah Sheease-Geffington, uh, I want Brenda Fricker to be Hannah Sheease-Geffington. Oh, yes. Yes? Mm. Yeah. Good, yeah. Okay, love Get that. Get um, Countess Markovich, Fiona Shaw, Love her. Oh, yes. 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 Wouldn't she be a great... She's got the posh
2: voice. Yes. Yes.
5: And I just think she'd look great. She'd be a great Countess Markovich. She'd rock that. Like, um, So I didn't mention Louis Bennett, who was like a the head of the women's uh, trade union. She was class. She also thought Deb was a massive fascist. So I want her to be Fanula Flanagan. Do you know Fanula Flanagan? Yes. Oh, yes. Great, right? This is a yes. great cast. Like, does anyone know anyone at net movies? Like, get in touch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gertrude Gaffney, the girl I mentioned, the woman I mentioned earlier with the, yeah, yeah. she would tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Controversial, but Helena Bonham Carter. Like, oh, yeah. Woo. She had a great Irish accent mm. in does, Ocean's 8. She does great a great Irish, Irish accent. accent. She I, think she'd, I think she'd be down with that. I mean, controversial. And then, Dev, I have cast as Aidan Gillen. Who Ooh. I think <laughs> a good day. Uh, he, yeah. play,
2: he played high, yeah.
3: and there's Same literally thing. no difference. Same you thing, mean yeah. Aidan Gillen, the greatest actor who ever came out of Ireland? That guy. Yeah,
5: that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Who, like, if you watched the wire back, you'd write him, but if you watch Peaky Blinders now, you wouldn't write him. Like, <laughs> I did not
4: believe that that was Aidan Gillen and Peaky Blinders.
5: Yeah, yeah.
4: I was trying to Google some other lads. Dev, though, yeah. Dead? I that's was dead, him. absolutely. But I was trying to Google some other lad's name in Peaky Blinders. Next thing I was like, that's not Aiden Gillen. It is Aiden Gillen. It, it is. It's him. I, haven't,
2: I haven't watched Peaky Blinders.
5: What? I haven't watched Peaky so Blinders. Good.
2: Somebody just verbally and loud said, Oh my God, that yeah. another human being hasn't watched the like, television. Sorry,
5: sar- no, no. So I didn't get it about Killing and Murphy. I didn't get it. And then yes, thank you. Yes. And then I was like, watch Peaky Blinders, and I was like, oh I get it. And like like you can say with the shirt off. No, leave leave the shirt on, Gillian. Leave the suit on. Leave the hat on. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> so just the shirt and yeah. the hat, or is that the that? whole ensemble? <laughs> I'm gonna this be put really up for weird.
4: adoption by tomorrow morning. <laughs>
5: okay. So,
4: but yeah, that's that fair to
3: say. Those are some series you can really get binging into. There's some real good storylines there. There's some you know stuff that can move you and learn you and. You know, maybe even make a few chuckles along the way.
5: You're getting no laughs out of mine.
3: What?
2: Yeah, no. No laughs out of your It's
3: going to right.
5: feel like shit constantly. It's, That's it's what not, I want.
2: It's not to be laughed
3: at. Just pure, it's yeah. Not, it's not, to be, it's not to be laughed at. What's the last scene?
5: Um, It continues. There's like one of those where it fades to black. And it's like, you're like, oh God, when you're about to Google, like what happens next? And it ends, I don't know, like the mid the 40s. It's shit for women. Still shit today. That's the ending. And you're like that's the ending oh it's one of those shows
2: that doesn't make you feel any better
5: exactly yes. love it so it's not like Shrek
2: no no, no. It's, it's unlike Shrek okay it's, it's anti it's.
5: but if I can cast Cameron Diaz I, I'll pop her in here she just, should go in there doesn't yeah. utter a word because we've seen that Irish accent she did in what's that movie Gangs to
2: New York so yeah. bad yeah. she'd
5: just be like
2: mute. but she could play a sort of a silent background Rosie Hackett
5: yeah no, sure why not why not that's Rosie true. Hackett that
2: is true. Day. Actually, Rosie Hackett would never settle for fucking background. You're absolutely. She can be, right. she
5: can be like Rosie Hackett's stunt double. I don't know.
2: There we are. Cameron Saren Cameron Diaz as Rosie Hackett's stunt
3: double. <laughs> speaking, of stunts, speaking of stunts. Speaking of stunts, we're about to pull a mad one now. And thank you all for. Wouldn't be mentioning. like us. A... Yeah. So. It's we've uh, we, we enjoyed having you all this evening, and I'm going to ask Tim and Naomi to join us on stage, and we're going to take this moment to take some questions from the crowd and see if there's anyone who has any questions About either of the shows they see tonight. Would to you please
2: man. give a huge a round huge of applause from the Irish passports?
3: Podcasters, Neil O'Reilly and Tim McInerney.
1: <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hello. Wow Hello again. Thank any so
5: questions, guys, for any of those?
4: I mean, we thought we got rid of these two and then they just came back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sitting but, on no, our stage. We have a mic. We yeah.
0: have a first question. Hello. So I have a question for you. We, we riffed on it downstairs in the green room earlier.
2: Never reveal the secrets I, of I, the green really, room. I, huh? Never reveal the secrets of the green room. Okay, don't
0: overshare. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to get your... Feedback on this, but but it strikes me when you were talking about the Toy and everything earlier on, how is it that we've not managed to make these stories so compelling for popular culture that we haven't turned them into TV series or films mm. and I'd love to know your your
4: talks yeah, on this now, cool there pastor. was talks for a while of Michael Fassbender
0: doing Coo Cullen, wasn't there
1: Tim has a great theory which is that the tone is all about the secret gay relationship at the centre of it
0: ah it's true I mean I mean, this isn't my theory really well, at all it? it has been said uh, um, uh, Coo no. and, and Ferdia have this yeah. really ah, weird yeah. sexy yeah,
2: they weren't scene. just yeah. foster brothers yeah indeed I mean, foster ha- brother <laughs> me, yeah, me, yeah me, I,
0: Like, like this, yeah foster it. brothers they're not related at all no no no
2: no blood relation, like, but they like shared clueless. a bedroom for this several is, years. No, this is
4: like a porn It's like <laughs> clueless with Sharon, her stepbrother. Yeah. 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 That's
2: exactly but, what it's like. But, so yeah. Paul Rudd plays Ferdia. Well, I mean, class. Excellent. Yeah. Good. To give a
0: huge spoiler, basically, uh, Kukolin kills Ferdia. His, I'm sorry, his, his, his best friend. <laughs> he
1: penetrates him really <laughs> intimately.
0: He kills him by, by love, best. basically. <laughs> so, like, remember, what the, they remember do
2: is the, the, the spear from the toe, <laughs> the foot spear.
0: That's, that's it, it. Yeah. that's that. Uh, that and they fight, they fight for, to... for days oh, they, they, fight on, yeah,
3: they fight all day at the fort and then they heal each other all night afterwards yep. <laughs> it's, that's it, it's in the text I'm not making that shit up
0: so when they start describing the spear I mean there's no there's, there is absolutely no question what they're talking about and then you have this climactic penetration scene um, quick so reminder
4: I mean, that my mother is still in the audience <laughs> Just in case any of us forgot, because I am so painfully aware right now.
2: <laughs> but but Tim, Tim, you raise an incredibly valid point, and one of the reasons that we don't have this in our of is that everything's been sanitised. Mm. So I'm going to fucking blame Dev. Well, you know, I mean... I'm blaming AIDS. It was Dev.
5: That's what, what what might not be... what we're blaming him for. It's feminist. We
2: can blame him for more than just that. He did it that as well. He did that, <laughs> as well. he did that as well. I'm, I'm going yeah, to take,
3: go take a neutral yeah. question and say that down to the production costs of making... Cullen turn into a monster with his eye hanging out They made the Hulk They made the Hulk in the 70s bed. Like
2: yeah. they, you know, they, it's fine. We would settle for Lou Ferrigno in green body makeup again. Look. That would I also be no think problem. We
1: have to consider the question of whether a warp spasm and a salmon leap are adequate special powers. You know, up against super strength, invisibility, yeah. And in fairness, I'm and sorry, DC salmon really leap sounds over, like,
2: frankly. Specific. Have you have you ever seen Simone Biles? That is <laughs> <laughs> a superpower. Yeah, yeah. being able to leap, change, change direction air is a fucking superpower.
4: Well, <laughs> like Marvel yeah. and DC are really shit all over. Early Ireland now after that do you know like Wait, what? They're, all of there's Spider-Man class oh there's Kugel and he shot somebody no of the I butt. so
5: think like because they make like okay here okay Shakespeare's fine he's Grant but like they're they're like oh my god it's the greatest thing I've ever written it's fine everybody dies in the end of like all of the stories like I've seen it before it's happened every time. Or oh, ha ha ha! The men are actually women. That's the Merchant of Venice. Um, hilarious <laughs> misunderstanding. Like it's, it's not like um, so. Like if they're gonna make and like just like just eroticize those, like they're so good they're fine. The tone is class. Like, make that into a series. The tone is class. I
1: see quite a lot of potential in the Skokhawk and the Morrigan, to be Uh, honest. I mean, cool female figures, right?
0: And this is the thing as well. I mean, I think the Warp Spasm passage, I'm only reading it and I've only ever read it in translation, but it is one of the most remarkable pieces of literature I've ever read in my life. And when I was reading it, we were actually studying together and we were studying literature and we were doing modernism. And like, this seemed like ten times more impressive in terms of modernism than any modern that we were studying and I think even if let's say some kind of net movies um, a production company made the most spectacular visual uh, rendition of the warp spasm they wouldn't get close to what you imagine when you read that passage so is it even possible you know
4: I love how you like downplayed as well you're like I've only read it in translation I' have a masters in this, and I still haven't read it like <laughs> it, like I've read it in translation, but like am I, am I so in my so in answer earth? to
2: your question, the reason we haven't adapted them into movies is they are too impossible and too gay
3: <laughs>
4: class
2: yeah, yeah. theres still little time. time. any other questions
3: <laughs> um I was wondering if you think that the Gaburn, Annie Murphy interview might work in a frost Nixon-y kind of way. Yes. Oh yes. Absolutely, oh, sir. Well. We should
5: chat later. Yes, absolutely.
2: Michael Sheen. is Gay
5: Michael Sheen is Gay Byrne <laughs> and,
2: Annie, and <laughs> Annie Murphy.
5: Yeah. Um but I do think so. Tom Vaughan think-
1: Lawler, he can play anyone.
5: Yeah, you could play
2: anywhere. So Michael Sheen is Gay Burn, Tom Von Lawler is Annie Murphy.
5: No, but we can get an American for that because she's American. Yeah, That's, American Cameron, yeah. we, That's Cameron Diaz. That's Cameron Diaz. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Finally, no, I think it's we've
2: achieved our task. We found a role for Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Woohoo! There's going <laughs> to be flashbacks.
3: There's going to be flashback scenes with Bishop Casey in that, I imagine. And in that case, people have to ke- listen. People who have to plays Bishop fact, Casey?
5: What, what? Brendan Gleeson. Oh yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah.
3: Because he was. It's. It's it's weird to think that a, like when you kind of, in those few decades back what a kind of um, like what a large figure he was then he he sex symbol you know, he he Did wrote this thing where he he was officially Fish against the, the official church but he was still representing the church and the, the reason one of the reasons Catholicism kind of embedded itself so deeply was people were able to say oh I disagree with the church but I have a very deep Catholic faith personally which just disconnected from that and that was it allowed people like Peter McFerry and Bishop Casey and stuff like that to, to perpetuate a notion that you could criticise a church without actually leaving it.
2: Which is really, it's really Irish. Like,
3: yeah. it's really Irish. I don't like, like you that know. best, but...
2: Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not Catholic, but I'm, I'm Catholic, like. Like I don't go to mass, but I have a Celtic jersey. <laughs> mm.
1: Culturally Catholic. Culturally, Catholic. one
0: of our listeners wrote in actually uh, to say that when she she came to Ireland for, uh, from the Netherlands in the eighties, and her family had to decide whether they were going to be Catholic atheists or Protestant atheists. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and there's and there's evidence, and, as well, and, and I know, um, and the the Briscoe family were talking about this, and said that there was Catholic Jews and Protestant Jews. In in Dublin and the, in the fifties and sixties, and the idea was that the Shatters are Protestant Jews and the Briscoes are Catholic Jews.
1: <laughs> Consider that, my mind blown. Is that <laughs> like yeah. just
2: which private school they went to? Like
1: the <laughs> Southside or Northside? Southside, Northside. That's yeah.
2: it. Yeah, yeah, That's it. Any uh, other questions uh, out there, questions,
4: guys? Massive respect for any by the way yes. that
0: interview.
5: Yes, hello former guest of our show Claire we D. have
1: a
6: contender
1: <laughs> don't worry you don't need to hit Claire's anyone over the head pockets. The
5: can we just appreciate that for a moment please no. yes Class. Hey.
6: Uh, I was wondering what do you think
5: the Madams of Manta would play out as as a TV series because that seems like an amazing <sighs> one that no, we, we should yeah. see no it's not a musical oh, making it into a musical oh, yes, yes. <laughs> we should make it musical. So
2: actually, I was saying this, there was, um, there was a famous madam of Monto, and I was talking to Terry about this, That was a famous madam of Monto who is celebrated in song, a woman called Dicey Riley. Um, mm-hmm. She was one of the madams of Monto and round about between 1916 and 1921 there was a, a growing republican fervour in Dublin and it became fashionable in the courts for petty criminals to claim that they didn't recognise the British court, they didn't recognise the British establishment. I love it. Was, it. Yeah, no, because you'd get a cheap headline you know, and if you had a sympathetic uh, judge who was, you know, uh, had a Republican bent, you, you might get off with a fine or a mm. suspended sentence. So it became very common to say, I don't recognize the court. And Dicey Riley was up for brothel keeping and she mm. was brought up in front of the court and the judge says, i save the court some time, uh, Miss Riley, do you recognize this court? She says, yes, my lord, every fucking one of you. Yes. <laughs> So, yes, put that on the telly. Yeah. The Madam Zamanto, I would subscribe. I will get a VPN and download Disney fucking Plus for that. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: 100%. Madam Zamanto, yeah. give it to me. Absolutely. I mean, in a very real sense, I mean, when we were talking about that from 1880 to 1920, that's one of the most interesting political times in Irish history. And that there was 1,600 sex workers in Dublin who were right at the heart of that, between rebels and British soldiers and Irish soldiers and free state soldiers and what have you, probably knowing every one of their deepest secrets. You know, that is actually fascinating. Yeah.
2: And especially like the denouement, the last couple of seasons of it, when after 40 years of getting shafted, they got shafted, and the Monto was completely shut down. Sure, yeah.
1: yeah. the downfall. But think about it, like, 1916, I mean, that's within the period. So, like, when we think about the bombardment of Dublin that happened from the Liffey with the gunship and everything, like, it, was, it would have been falling on this red light district. It's incredible. But it's like this totally hidden history. Yeah. yeah,
3: Absolutely amazing. Great question. Yeah. Fantastic. Great question. Brilliant. Great question, thank you. I only found out recently that the song Manto isn't contemporaneous to the actual um, is, isn't contemporaneous yeah. to the actual it was written in the, in the 1960s 50s
2: 1958
3: 58 yeah like. but it's a great song it, it, yeah it, it's a great song and there's a lot of detail but things we learnt it in school
1: apparently it's primary 50. school
3: and it was like, we were there was a celebration of, um, of the Dublin millennium Dublin was exactly a thousand years old in 1988 it the a,
2: greatest marketing stroke ever pulled <laughs> in history Yep. Can, you imagine, can you imagine being on Dublin City Council at that site? Like they said, we found evidence of a Viking settlement that goes back to approximately uh, 980. Exactly 988, did you say? Brilliant. <laughs> First of January. Brilliant. Start printing the 50 pence pieces there, Tony.
1: And to celebrate it, we're going to learn a song about the Red Light District. <laughs>
3: But yeah, so we, we, no, we, like we had a teacher in school who produced a small booklet of all the old Dublin songs uh, from this thousand year period, most of which were written in the previous 40, 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, but sure, look it.
2: The, so you were in school learning the lyrics. Well,
3: yeah. We, we Did you see you,
2: the Duke of Gloucester, the dirty owl imposter, he we, took his mott and lost her up the furry glen.
3: But there's a bit about him pulling up his trousers. We thought that was funny. He'd he just taken a poo, you know, isn't that gas? Uh-huh. Poo is funny. There's nothing funnier than poo when you're, like, eight you're eight or nine years old. <laughs> and, like, we just thought, that's gas, you know? <laughs> uh, but then we didn't know, like, if you have a wingo, take her up to ringo. We didn't, you know... Didn't
2: realise what a wingo
3: was? We didn't know what a wingo was. No. Nope. I mean... I'm still not sure I do. <laughs> I've found it since that it is a, a name for a tu- an old name for a tuppence. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Sit to ringo with that one. Like, Lots of layers sh- going on there. Yeah.
5: Uh, sorry, was there a question up the front somewhere? Did I see somebody with their hand? No.
4: There's
2: someone there going, please stop talking about this. <laughs>
5: well, yeah, <that's laughs> literally
4: anyone in demand else. they you ask us a question.
3: question. So we've heard of all of the sort of historical periods of Dublin that you'd like to tell stories of on net movies. What sort of a future blade runner, Doctor Whovian future story would you like to tell in Dublin? Wow. Shrek. I know that one. We're going to remake Shrek. Shrek yeah. This is yeah. the doc- doctor. Who the hotels have a taken a sentience and are attacking the citizens.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the year is 2032. <laughs> Hotel Slayer. <laughs>
2: If you stay standing in Dublin for more than 35 seconds, you become either a hotel or a podcast. The hotels attack
3: you with, with buffet breakfast with tiny orange juice portions. There is still
5: no metro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in Dublin has a podcast. <laughs> I still haven't been invited onto
0: the Irish passport. <laughs> uh, all in due time, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
0: you know, it's funny you mentioned that, actually, because our last live show, which was uh, a few months ago now, mm. um, we that was our topic, actually. We talked about... Um, what you see for well not Dublin you but Ireland. Weren't the future of listening. Ireland. yeah there you go <laughs> you can find that on iTunes and all major podcast <laughs> providers subscribe like and share to the Irish Passport podcast um, and no but seriously um, uh, one of our guests was Sarah Maria Griffin who's a novelist uh, maybe some of you have read uh, some of her novels she's an excellent writer she's incredible yeah. She's been absolutely incredible. brilliant, and she was a brilliant talker on, on, the, on that show. And uh, she had this, uh, one of her books, Spare and Found Parts, I think it's called, um, uh, has, ha, is that, it's Dublin in 100 Years. And uh, what's very interesting, I thought, was that it, uh, Ireland is partitioned in that novel, but not north and south, it's from Dublin and the rest of, of the island, which I thought was a really interesting touch. She that's calls it old, old, that's, old. Now, that's yeah. now,
4: that's, that's like already happening. <laughs> so
0: long as we can draw the
2: partition at, like, Selbridge. <laughs> like there it's are the M50 Right around Like it's
5: just but Basically
4: really there
2: are bits degrees. Of other counties That we want And will take
4: No it stops at the M50 And that's it It's just Fuck no The M50 No no
2: no no I no I live no. outside the M50 That's mm-hmm. not happening nope.
5: No Clondonk and no. ours Sorry Shit
3: <laughs> There's another Blanc's the
5: culture's now So pattern
4: So
2: you oh, know
3: Oh great Yeah <laughs> well, You
4: get your nice Flat cap there now It's of that Cork is your culture Accent like and You're
5: from Kerry like. <laughs> your voice is your Culture Accent like, there's another... It's for dramatic effect.
4: <laughs>
3: there's another steampunk, cyberpunk, uh, futuristic story which we might be telling maybe only seven, the next eight or nine years where maybe um, Colin Meaney, Brenda Fricker, Brendan Gleeson are trying to bring back the last young person back to Dublin who hasn't emigrated. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, yeah, they call it I'm sorry to end on a bad note, wow. but it's just, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's... We we talk about hotels. We joke about hotels. We joke about you know things like that. But it's um, it's yeah, it's not great. It's been it's you know I've, I've been very happy to produce this podcast for a couple of years. It's I'm really. It's are, re- are you
2: emigrating?
3: i no, I'm not emigrating. I, is but, this how you tell us? Like it's hard for me because I've done with this wonderful podcast scene happening, but it's, it isn't entirely happening in Ireland. It's, it's very sad for me to hear that some some people who are making these shows are can't come back here. It's it's terrible that Jean has had to leave Ireland. <laughs> And I hope this country gets its act together enough to bring you back home.
4: Aww. here, here.
2: And on that beautiful bombshell, it's a slán wemshá.
4: It's a slán oomshá, slán for me.
3: Slán
2: for me. And slán for me. Slán for now. Thank you very much, The Button Factory. Thank you, Dublin. Thank you, The Irish
1: Passport. Thanks,
2: guys. Thank you very much to Headstuff for bringing Motherfuckler to the stage, to Kirsten Shield for the artwork you can see behind us here on the stage. Yeah. And once again to all of you for coming, good night, safe home. Good
3: night. We'll good night, see you. Safe home. <laughs>
0: This has been a production of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.
2: We'll tone down the suggestions on narcotics to take from the audience.